What's good, everybody? This is Silas from SilasBeats.info here with another episode of the Leverage Podcast, the podcast that helps you get ahead. This is episode 23. Today, I wanted to just spend a bit of time talking about mindset. Um, I like the information that I want to give now. I know for a fact no one else in the world would be able to give you the information that I'm about to give you in the way that I'm about to hand it over to you, purely because of three things. One, I'm in South Africa. Two, I'm a music producer, and I'm probably one of the only ones in the country who gives out information the way that I do. And three, I'm a physiotherapist as well. So I have contacts in the sporting world, right? In the, uh, in, in the, in the soccer world. So <clears throat> it's going to be super, super, super specific now. I've been thinking about how people have been conducting themselves or how people conduct themselves in their music careers. Um, we also, like, you know, music is one of those things that is always going to almost be secondary until it becomes primary. And that I mean that none of us ever start out saying, um, uh, I do music full time. We've usually come from a place. Either we're at school, we're at tertiary education, or we're in our jobs, or we're homeless. I mean, not homeless, we're unemployed and we are trying to push for music, right? We're in one of those situations. So music is always something that we move into or that we want to move into full time, right? And comfortably. So in the ways that I've been slowly maneuvering my way through this year of not having anything to do except for music, I've come to a, I don't want to call it next level understanding but it's understanding based on the fact that i'm doing this full-time now i feel like i can move away from the conversation of trying to do music full-time and now moving on to the conversation of how is it that people who are doing music full-time are actually successful because i know a few people who do music full-time but they're not successful when i say um, successful let me rather actually just say um that they have like a balanced life and you know things are on the up for them uh, mind you, this industry is always ups and downs. That's all it's, all, it's all it's ever going to be. But for the most part, there's a lot of upside, right, to what they're doing, right? There's, there are very few instances. And the few instances where that does happen, the person is usually already quite famous, right? So we are seeing that there's a new breed of musician. Actually, it's not that new now. It's been this way for some time, a couple of years now. That there's this new breed of um, middle class, can we call it the middle class musician, where... Uh, much like me, you don't have a massive fan base. You're not on every single newspaper. Your name's not on everyone's lips. But at the same time, you're not scraping the bottom of the barrel, right? You're able to level off your music. And that's happening more, more, and more, uh, more and more now. So what I wanted to say is that like, getting to that point, is, it's, it's needed a particular mindset, right? And there's a mindset of... It's, it's very, very close to um, how your professional soccer players are, right? Now, um, having studied physiotherapy, I got my physio degree, um, got my master's degree, and through interacting with people, I've spoken to some people that have been physios at very high-profile clubs. And we always talk like, about the players and their lifestyle because they'll say, hey, man, why don't you get into sports? You know, you look like a sporty kind of person. And I'm like, yeah, I like soccer. Like, oh, no, then this is perfect. There's this team and they only have one physio. They might be looking for another. Um, or my team has this physio in it. And, um, uh, or I'm the only physio and this is what happens. This is the kind of lifestyle we live. 
And I, after asking these questions, I kind of realize why certain players are great. Like when I say great, I mean magnificent. I'm talking like Messi, Ronaldo, magnificent. Um, and some players are kind of just like, you know, they're okay to be in the second division, earning whatever they earn. They're basically the middle class of the soccer industry. Although in soccer, the, the class is that much wider because so many people are earning very little and other people are earning so much, right? So just bear with me for a second. Now I'm going to relate it back to music in a second. With the soccer players, you'll find that your people, the people who make it the best, the people who, who break through and are undeniably good, like a, like a, a Messi or a... Or a, or, a, or, or a Ronaldo are the ones who push themselves to the limit every single day. Not for a short period of time, not until they got into their first club, not until they got into their second club, but, you know, they, got, they, they pushed. Even to a point of when they were great, they were still pushing to break boundaries. These are people who have very strict diets. They, have very, they live a very strict lifestyle. As much as it might not seem like it, they live in a very particular way. They do certain things and there's certain things that they just do not do. If you look at someone who isn't necessarily the best in the world, um, uh, a guy by the name of Jermaine Defoe, British guy, um, he's been playing um, soccer for the longest time. And when they asked him in an interview how he's managed to play for so long without you know, too many injuries and all that kind of stuff, he says he lives a very disciplined lifestyle. So much down to a point, actually I don't remember if it was an interview with him or with a, a, a teammate, but he lives a very disciplined lifestyle down to a point that even the, the wine that they put in uh, pasta, um, he asks for them to remove it. There's a particular pasta that he likes and the way to make it properly is there's a, there's a little bit of white wine in it. He asks for that to be removed. He doesn't drink at all. He doesn't want any alcohol in his system. He lives a very, very, very particular way. Um, if you look at David Beckham and his, the way he practiced his free kicks, I'm sure there's a story out there. I don't quite remember where it's from, but the guy practiced hard. At some point, I think he was, um, he used one foot and then he was forced to use the other and you know all of those circumstances. If you take it away from soccer for just a second... Um, even in basketball, there's times when someone will, will get to the courts and you get there at like 6, I don't know, 6 a.m. And you find that someone, they, someone's there and they're already sweating heavily, like they've been there for like 45 minutes, you know. That's the kind of dedication that takes you above and beyond, where you go the extra mile at every point consistently for a long period of time. Going the extra mile every day consistently, and you're going the extra mile at every opportunity that you get. So to take it back to soccer, um, these guys tell me about the lifestyles that they live with the soccer players or some of the soccer players and what they do and how they party and what they, where they go and what they see and you know what happens where. And I look at that, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But they're not at the top yet. I understand if you're a Messi or you're a Ronaldinho. Apparently, that guy was crazy with his parties with, when he went out partying. He was just intense. And that was one of the reasons, one of the motivations behind him being um, sold off from Barcelona, apparently, because he didn't want, uh, the, the, the coach at the time didn't want to um, almost like have Messi, who is still a developing player. Mind you, he's still in development. Didn't want him to be exposed to that and then 
try and go and live that lifestyle too early. Sure, now Messi's, you know, he's done what he needs to do. And from here, he can even fade out and completely, you know, do nothing. But now he can party because he's done what he's done. You know, he's, he's reached the pinnacle. Um, who knows? He might even reach, you know, a higher pinnacle this coming World Cup, whatever the case might be. But, you know, he's gone to that next level. Now, if I can relate that back to music, and it's quite long-winded, but bringing it back to music, if you look at your lifestyle and the way you live, are you treating your music the same way someone would treat their profession? And I don't want to get too deep or, you know, this is next level shit, whatever the case is, but just take a second and look at how those guys are. If you look at someone who is, I don't know, let's take a physiotherapist, for example. You go to school, you study for four years. After that, you do a year of community service. Then you're free to practice wherever you want to, right? From there, you go and you specialize if you want to. That can take two years. It can take these courses that you can do that are a year. You can improve yourself. Then there's other mini courses that are maybe over a weekend, over a week, over a couple of months. Then you can do your PhD, you can specialize even further and you can keep on trying to go up and then you can branch off and you can do all kinds of things that you want to. You can work in certain places and get all kinds of experience, but remember that you're bettering yourself every day. In every situation, you're learning something. Every situation, you're getting better. You're developing yourself. You are improving. You are learning the next thing. You're you're learning the systems. You're putting systems in place. You're learning more systems. You're putting systems in place. You're developing experience. And that's how you develop yourself in your career, right? Same with accountants, same with lawyers, same with anything. From a bricklayer to the person flipping burgers in McDonald's, you are learning things as you go along. Experience builds, experience grows, things get better and better and better, and you get better and better and better and better. The experience improves, right? Right? Are you treating your music the same way? Because the only way you're going to get to the level you want, and this goes right the way back to making your words and uh, making your words, um, uh, making your actions match your words. Are you saying that you want to be someone who lives off of this music thing, this music thing that people want to live off of? And are you then writing a song a week? I get it. Life is tough. I get that thing now. So many people have told me that thing. You know, I just need to get rid of this school shit or I just need to get rid of this job shit or I've got this thing going. I've got a family already. It's tough for me. Um, I've got this, you know, I've got assignments that I need to finish. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you're saying these excuses. The only person who has to account for them is you. And I'm not saying this like at some point I decided I was going to start making beats and I just started making beats and all of a sudden I, I, didn't, I didn't have to work um, a normal nine to five to get enough money to, you know, live the month out or live the couple of months out that I have been. But, you know, at some point I had to not sacrifice. Back then it wasn't a sacrifice. For me, it was, I kind of stumbled into it because I wasn't the most social I wasn't the kind of person who'd always go out and always be with friends, you know. I'd sit at home. I'd have my computer loaded up and I'd look. I'd be like, ah, you know, computer games. If not computer games, um, I'm making a beat. Opened this program called Reason One Day, started clicking around. I was like, hey, this sounds okay, I think. And I started doing it and I did it again and then I did it again and then I did it again and then I did it again. Then I got addicted. 
That's all I was doing. In the same way, someone must have been sitting somewhere in Sao Paulo where there's a pitch, where there's no grass, and they're just kicking the ball against the wall by themselves every day. Rain, shine, didn't matter. They were out there. They're just kicking the ball every single day. They didn't care. It was just an addiction. They liked it. It was nice. They carried on doing it, carried on doing it. And then one day, randomly, there's a team and they're on their way to a match and they need an extra player. They call the guy over like, dude, we see you here. You're always kicking the ball. Come through and jam with us. All of a sudden, this guy has now got a place. He's been given his opportunity. This is how it was with me as well. I was just making beats every single day. And then at some point, people, the first person came through and they're like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Because this was unheard of. People didn't know what the hell I was doing. People would laugh. I've got people that I still speak to today. I said, dude, you're still doing this, this, this music shit thing. What, you're clicking buttons here, you're making these beats, what's going on here? And then I've had people who have also hit me up to say, hey, dude, I want to learn how to do this. They try it once, twice, three times, they make two, three beats, they hear that their stuff doesn't sound like whatever they're hearing on the radio and they give up. There are so many people I've given software to or given sounds to. Okay, dude, I need some sample banks. Dude, I need this. I need that. I need that. But they keep on just failing, fading out of, uh, um, uh, out of sight. And I think just to, I just want to like try and wrap this up. But I, I feel like people need to start treating it like it's something that they're addicted to. You know, people say, I'm addicted to music. Sure, but you know, do you live it? Do you do it every single day of your life? Do you, do, you in, do you bring music into everything? Can you stand in front of the TV, listening to the TV, not necessarily music, and hear the music in that? Can you go outside and just listen to the sounds and think, hmm, that would be nice to sample? Or listen to the sounds of nature and be like, oh, okay, cool, no, this here, uh, this sounds like this, this would sound nice. And you're just forever just thinking in music, not musical terms, it doesn't have to, you don't have to use musical terms, but you are forever trying to, you're forever just trying to find the music in everything, right? And this might actually be some next level stuff, but if you're able to do that and just practice every single day and just put time into it like you would for your job, you know, you work your job from whatever time to whatever time you're traveling and you're in traffic for whatever time to whatever time. But if you really, really, really want this music thing to work, you're going to have to use every single hour to match up the time that you, um, that you were at your job. Because people are at jobs that they don't like. People tell me this all the time. I hate my job. I hate that place. I hate that I have to go there every day. Sure, but now what are you doing when you get back home? Are you still complaining? You know, are you in a still, still in a situation where you're complaining and wasting time? I was, um, um, I was working from half seven to about four. Um, so my day started uh, when I was working my job. Uh, my day started at about six. I tried to make sure it started at about six. Sometimes I'd have to get up even earlier um, if I was traveling a bit further. I'd get to work, I'd be at work the entire day treating patients. I'd do my job and I did it well. But every moment that I got on my little breaks, at lunchtime, um, after work, on the way to work, while I was in the car, um, uh, I, was, I would always try and think about something musical. Listen to an audio book, you know, listen to a podcast. I, I was training myself and I was spending the time to try and develop myself because I knew what I wanted to do full time. I'm not, I'm not speaking in any way that I've made anything. I've made it or, you know, now making the 
millions of rands or whatever it is because I'm not. I'm still in a situation where next level, now I need to struggle in a different way. And I know when I get to the next level, I'll be struggling in a different way. And it's just going to be one struggle after the next until one day I get tired of doing this and there's no more struggles, right? So after my work at about four, I'd go home and the first thing that I did before I even change out of my clothes is I'd go into the studio, turn my computer on and that for me was a symbol. That made me, that for me, I feel like was a personal victory. Every day I came home and I did that. Because as I turn the computer on, I know how the rest of my day is going to look. I'd walk into the house, walk past the kitchen, pick something up real quick, put my bags down and make my way to the studio. Pull out my phone, handle any sort of um, important stuff that I needed to handle right then and there, whether it's an email or a message or a phone call. Then from there, the computer's on. I've got no excuse now. Why did I turn it on? Am I there to make a beat? Am I there to mix something? Am I there to, you know, why am I there? Am I there to practice piano? Something is going on. And I'd push that until it was dark. Past the time that, you know, everybody else comes home and, you know, everybody's chilling. Now all of a sudden it's nine o'clock and I'm still there, right? Now check that out. So say... Say half past four, half past four, half past five, half past six, half past seven, half past eight, maybe nine, half past nine. That's five hours that I've put in at that point. At that point, I'll say to myself, dude, you need to eat something. I'd go have something small, come back, and I'd push to 11 max. A lot of the time, 11 wasn't 11. Sometimes it's quarter to 11, I get an idea for a beat. Now it's it's 12 o'clock or it's one o'clock and I'm still working. That for me, doing that consistently over... Uh, must have been three years when I was pushing that particular thing quite consistently all the time. I was dead tired. You can ask people that were around me. They were like, dude, you need to actually have a break. There were a few times I, my body would just say no and I'd get random colds or I'd get like a, a flu, but it was mostly just fatigue. My body was just tired. I'd rest it out and then I'd be fine the next day. But I pushed and I carried on pushing. And even while I was asleep, I was, I was trying to just get ideas going and stuff. But again, it was that thing of that constant push. So my long and short of it is that although I've said all these things and certain people who are professionals in their field, whether it be in sport or in music, do things a particular way. But if you want, want music or sport or anything for that matter to be your number one thing, that thing that you're doing for the rest of your life that is, that is um, taking care of you and, you know, things are going well and, you know, and like, yeah, it's going to be a thing where you have to put in the time, unfortunately, and fortunately, because in those hustle, in that struggle, that's where you get really good in your own kind of way. You'll find that if it wasn't for that boy kicking the ball against the wall all that time, that guy might not be able to pass the way he passes the ball. He might not be able to shoot as accurately as he shoots right now. That could have been something that he does and it will factor into his story. One day, that's the story he'll tell and it'll be great, right? Now, what have you done that's next level that's helped you move to the next place? And again, like I, I won't lie, I can't, I can't relate to the people who say, oh, I hate my job, I hate that thing. I left physio not so much because I hated it. I love being a physiotherapist. It's something that I do even to this day. I still, I still do physiotherapy work here and there. And at some point, I'm probably going to go back. I mean, I'm starting to miss, you know, being in that environment. Um, and it's something that I'm considering at the moment. But, but, 
having gotten to this point, I understand that thing of wanting to break free for a bit and just focus on music. And it's liberating. Obviously, you need to do it with control. And you need to understand that not every month is going to go well. And I want to actually speak about that in my next podcast. But it's something that everybody has the potential to do, provided you put in the work. And unfortunately, a lot of the time, I don't see it. I don't see that in people. They'll say, hey, man, I've been making music for a year and now I'm ready to blow up. Like, no, that's not how it works. No, it doesn't work that way in any field, any industry. And sure, there are people who are viral. They become viral sensations. But it's not one of those things that happens every single day. There's a, a, a fraction of a fraction. It's like a really, really small amount of people that end up... Um, becoming a viral sensation and be careful being a viral sensation because you become that they become that viral sensation exactly you're a one-hit wonder and you aren't able to break out of that so rather the long um uh, treacherous i don't know what other word to use um hustle because that's when you get the actual you know you get the, the 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 rawness of it and then when you break out of that the story that you have to tell, one, is, is really cool. <laughs> Secondly, the, the, whatever it is that you get, you, you know how you got it. Right? It's not a case of it was just given to you, it just fell into your lap like the lottery. But it's a case of you went out and you got what was yours, essentially. Yeah. So if you want to send an email through, you can send one through to businessinsilasbeats.info or you can head over to my website, www silasbeats.info and yeah we can keep this conversation going peace